Good morning. Am I on yet? Now I am. All right. It's good to see you all here. Hope you're enjoying the weather. It is very beautiful. Um, I am Pastor Tamar Eisenman, the interim pastor here at Caring Community. And um, I'm excited about today. Today is Trinity Sunday, and um, I think you're going to really enjoy the message today. Um, last week, we talked, it was Pentecost Sunday, and we talked about the story of Pentecost and kind of related it to where you guys are as a church today, that there was this band of believers, and their founding leader had retired Jesus, right? He went up to the sky, and so they were instructed to wait and pray until the Holy Spirit would come and lead them. And so that's a lot like where you guys are as a church. You're in a season of waiting and praying. And so we had committed to praying every day. Do you guys remember the prayer? You say it with me. Lord, give us the desire to pray and teach us to pray. Yes. And so um, Sunday afternoon, I was in the office while the youth band had their first practice. And I have to say... They were pleasant to listen to. And they they did a really good job. Yes. And so while they were practicing, I was in my office praying and thinking about what to preach on next. And it just made a lot of sense that when Jesus was asked by his disciples, Lord, teach us to pray, he taught them the Lord's Prayer. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to be going through the Lord's Prayer and seeing how that can grow our desire to pray and grow our in our ability to pray. The Lord's Prayer is found in um, Luke chapter 11. Yes, and Matthew 6. I want to make sure I didn't switch those numbers. Luke chapter 11 and Matthew 6. Through the course of the series, we're going to be looking at both of those passages. Today, we're going to look at Matthew 6. I thought we would start by just standing and praying the Lord's Prayer together. All right? If you'll stand with me. Um, Jesus is talking. He starts this. He says, this then is how you should pray. Pray with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And a lot of us would add, for yours is, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have taught us to pray. And we pray that you will continue to increase our desire to pray to you. And you'll teach us to pray more and more effectively. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. I always love it when we get to the line and forgive us our debts. And some people are saying trespasses and some people are saying sins and it gets all a little muddy. But um, yes, Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a genius prayer. When Jesus was asked, Lord, teach us to pray, he didn't just rattle off the quaint little prayer. The Lord's Prayer is literally everything you could ever pray for in as few of words as possible. 
Every line is, is a category header. And you can just pray that line or you can elaborate and pray for everything that would fall under that category as well. Um, and I love the Lord's Prayer because there have been times in my life when I didn't know how to pray or I was just overwhelmed and praying the Lord's Prayer was just very simple and that's what I needed. There's been other times in my life where I needed to pour out my heart to God. And in, in those times, I use the Lord's Prayer as a framework. Um, and I, I spend a lot of time just praying on that one category header that is most impactful for my heart. The Lord's Prayer starts by recognizing who God is. And I think Jesus was very intentional about this. I mean, think about it. A person you barely know is not person you have a great desire to like call and text right it's the people that you deeply know and that you care about that you are intentional about staying in contact with and jesus when he taught the lord's prayer he wanted to make sure we have a deep understanding of the god that we are praying to Because if we deeply understand who God is, it's going to grow our desire to stay in contact with him. And so the first line is, our Father in heaven. We're going to look at that line next week because it's Father's Day and that just kind of made sense. So we're actually going to start on the second line this week. Hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed is just an old English, old-fashioned word for holy. Holy is your name. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. So, according to Jesus, it is very important that we understand that God is holy when we pray. So today we're going to dive deep into what it means that God is holy. We're going to have to put our thinking caps on because holiness is kind of an abstract concept. And it's hard to understand what holiness means and it's hard to recognize the holiness of a God we can't even see. So, um, all right, yeah, that's cool to leave up on strange. I can see flashes happening in my peripheral vision, and I don't know what's changing on the screen. Um, so, yes, we're going to dive deep into that. This sermon's going to be a little interactive, okay? Uh, thank you. <laughs> so be ready to participate. So the first question before us we have to ask is, what is Holy. What, what does, how do we define holy? Now, I know many of you have been in church a long time. Many of you have a biblical and theological education. So I'm going to let you tell me what you know. You can go ahead and call out. What does the word holy mean? Set apart. Set apart. Very good. Any other definitions of holy? To do what's right and just. Right and just. All right. Yes. Set apart for God. Yes? Special. 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 Unique. Yes. All right. I knew you guys knew this. So the classic definition, there's lots of definitions, but the classic theological definition is set apart. Either you are set apart from all else, unique, different from all else, or you are set apart for a special purpose. So as 
people, we can be set apart for God. But the question is, what is God set apart from? What does it mean that God is holy? He's set apart from everything. He's unique. Either somebody else said something back here. I didn't hear. He's absolute. Is that oh. opposite of all of evil? Mm-hmm. He's always been. He's before all. And all eternal. Um, here's here's a here's a deep question for you to ponder. So, if God, what makes God holy is that He is set apart. He is not. He's set apart from creation. He is like nothing else, right? Before the world was created, was God still holy? Yes, you say yes. When there's nothing else that exists but God, what is he set apart from? Now you guys are really thinking. Okay. Um, when I study the mystery of holiness and I look through all the scriptures that describe God's holiness, it's very interesting because... The way that humans describe holiness tends to be different than the way heavenly beings describe God as holy. So let's look at this. We have um, 1 Samuel 2, 2. He told me it would take a minute to get it up there. So, 1 Samuel 2, 2. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Amen. There are a lot of scripture verses in the Bible that describe God's holiness like this. That he is set apart. He's different from all else. There's no one like him. He's holy. But let's look at how the heavenly beings describe the holiness of God. Uh, our next verse is Isaiah 6.3. Some of you have probably heard this verse. You might not know the reference, but and Isaiah is having a vision of heaven and of the throne room of God, and he's listening to the heavenly beings, and he reports, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. We have another capture picture of heaven in Revelation 4, 8. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Now what did you notice was similar between how the heavenly beings described God's holiness? Holy, holy, holy. Three holies. Three holies. Every time the heavenly beings describe God's holiness, they say it three times. Holy, holy, holy. Why? 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Trinity. We worship a triune God. Triune means three and one. God, there is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three persons and together they form the one God. Not three different gods, one God. This is what we call Trinity. And I think the heavenly beings are much more in tune and can see God's triune nature than we can. And they always say, holy, holy, holiness. There's something about God's triuneness that makes him holy. That, in fact, he is set apart unto himself. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are set apart unto themselves for a love relationship. I need three volunteers who aren't afraid to stand on stage and hold hands. That's all I'm going to ask of you. Okay, I got one. Kathleen. And okay, yeah, come on up. Yeah, you get to hold hands with some ladies today. I'm going to have you start holding hands, and when you want to drop, you can just drop. Okay. All right. All right. Now, we're going to repre- represent of the Trinity, so I need you to hold Kathleen's hand. Okay. So we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right? Have existed three persons. We do not believe in a God that sometimes appears as a Father, sometimes as a Son, sometimes as the Holy Spirit. That's modalism. We consider that heresy. It's three distinct persons eternally united in one love relationship. The Father. The Father always glorifies the Son. At Jesus' baptism, he said, This is my beloved Son, whom I love. Listen to him. Ephesians, Philippians 2, For the Father exalted the Son to the highest place and gave him the name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Father is always exalting, honoring, loving the Son. So the son comes, and what does the son do? Does the son say, hey, it's all about me? No. No. The father's, or the son says, I have come not to do my will, but the will of my father. And he teaches us to pray to the father. And we heard about this a few weeks ago. He, um, yeah, a few weeks ago. He also says, it's better for me to go because when I go, The Holy Spirit will come. And you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so we see that the Son also is not trying to bring glory upon himself, but is always honoring and loving and pointing to the other members of the Trinity. Now, the Holy Spirit comes. And what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit may be the most shy of all. Very humble. All three members of the Trinity are very humble. And the Holy Spirit, Scripture says, comes not to do His will, but the will of the Father, to remind us of the mind of Christ and to teach us of everything that Christ has said. And so again we see the Holy Spirit is pointing to the Father and Son. All right, you guys can drop hands, but I'm going to have you stay there a little longer. (laughs) So, 
this is what we mean when we say God is love. He actually exists as a love relationship for all time. Every member of the Trinity is serving, honoring, exalting the other members of the Trinity. It's not just that God loves or that he is loving on occasion. He, it's the core of his essence that he is love. I want to contrast that for a minute to other gods that we see. Because part of holiness is that our God is set apart. So I need another volunteer to come on and stand on this side of the stage. You don't even have to hold hands. You just have to stand up here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So many religions believe in a lone creator God, that there was one God who created everything. Maybe after he got creating, he started creating other gods too. But there was one God that created everything. Um, in Islam, this is Allah. In Hindu, it's Brahm. Bra, I wrote it down. Brahman. Brahma. Brahma. Okay? And Brahma, actually, there's two other gods, Vishnu and Shiva. Vishnu preserves creation, and Shiva destroys creation. Yeah, and that kind of sounds like a trinity, except they fight. And um, they compete for who's more worthy to be worshipped. But Brahma started off. And um, so, let's look at the lone creator God. Before the creation of the world, is this God love? There's nothing to love. There's nothing to love. So, in his or her essence, whatever you believe that creator God might have been, it it could not be love because there's nothing to love. Why does this God create? What did you say? To lord? To lord it over? Yeah, so so very good. So some will say to, because they wanted something to love. But that means they don't know love, right? And they have this emotional gap that they're trying to fill. And so they need some other object to love or to pay attention to them. Or no matter which way you cut it, this God creates because he is needy. He either needs to be worshipped, he needs to be served, he needs to be loved, he needs someone to love him, he's bored. He creates because he's needy. Now, let's look at the Trinity. Is the Trinity lonely? Does the Trinity need to be served? Does the Trinity need to be worshipped and exalted? No, they're already doing that for each other. The triune God does not create out of a need. The triune God creates out of the love that he already is. A lot like a married couple who decides to have a baby. Why do we do that? We can be very blissfully married and we know that this child is going to wreak lots of havoc in our 
our peaceful life, but we have them anyways. Why? Because our children are a living representation of our love. They are made in the image of our love. And that is why God creates as an overflow of the love that he is. I'm going to let you guys sit down, but I want you to keep these two visualizations in your mind, okay? Thank you very much. So Genesis chapter 1 records when God created the heavens and the earth. If you want to turn in your Bibles there, you can. I'm going to be summarizing, but we will look at verse 26 specifically. Genesis chapter 1. The entire Trinity is present and working in creation. God the Father is there. It specifically says the Spirit is hanging out over the waters. The Word of God is there. In John chapter 1, we learn that Another name for the Son of God is the Word of God. And John describes how he was present and active in creation, going forth from the Father to create. So we have all three members of the Trinity there at creation. And everything they make, they like. You just can imagine what this is. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they're like, let's make something. They're like, okay, what are we going to do with this water? Let's, ooh, let's make some land appear. Like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Okay, now what? Um, oh, we should make light and darkness and, oh, yeah. And so they gather light up into the sun and some stars and like, oh, that's so good. All right, now what? I like the color green. And they stop popping up all kinds of green stuff. And they're like, oh, that's good. Yes. Oh, look at this one. I want to put some red in this one. You know, and they start creating and they're like, we have all this water. We need to fill it. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. And they make a huge blue whale. Everyone's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to make a smaller one that likes to play. And another one makes a dolphin. And they just keep going back and forth like this. And everything they make is, they just say, it's good. And they're just delighting in it. And they're having fun. And they they have it. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do with it now? And one of the members says, we should make it a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us make someone in our image who's made to love like we are, and we'll give them this. Genesis 1.26, Then God said, let us, that's a reference to the Trinity, let us make mankind in our image. There's only one image for the plurality of God, and that's that love relationship. Let us make mankind in our image in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God makes the earth and decides to make us, to give it to us. 
one member of the Trinity says, well, what if they break it? They are going to break it. And they're going to break each other. You can just imagine the Trinity holding their precious creation. And the Son says, I'll go. I'll become one of them and I can show them how to live. And I can take the penalty for them breaking this and breaking each other. And I can, I can take that on me and I can save them. And I can just imagine the members of the Trinity contemplating taking pain and brokenness and death into themselves for the very first time. And then... They go, here. God's very first act with us was not to declare that we worship and serve him. His very first act was to give us a priceless gift that came at great sacrifice to himself. Ephesians 1 records that before the earth was created, God foreknew what would happen and predestined us to be saved through Christ and adopted into his family. And I just think, why? Why would God do that? Because that's who he is. He, for all eternity, has been one who loves and sacrifices and gives and is generous. That's who he is. It's the only way he knows how to relate. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is the God we pray to. My friends, it makes a big difference in how you relate to God if you believe in a God who created you out of his love or a God who created you because he wanted to be served. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I want to end the service by just taking a few moments to let this all soak in, all right?
So I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I'm going to ask you just to think on a couple things for about two minutes, not too long, and then I'll close in prayer. First, I just want you to imagine the triune God and reflect on him and how he has existed and how he delights Father and Son and Holy Spirit, how they have always existed in their beautiful relationship. Just think on that for a moment. As you just meditate on the beauty of our triune God, think about how his love, his essence, causes him to relate to you. Why he decided to create you and how he relates to you. Reflect for just a moment of how our God is unlike any other God. How he is set apart. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? O Lord, our sovereign Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. And when we look at your heavens, the work of your fingers the moon and the stars that you have established. We just wonder, what are human beings that you are mindful of us, that you care for us? You have made us a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned us with glory and honor. God, you have given us dominion over the works of your hand. You have put all things under our feet, all the sheep and oxen, all the beasts of the fields and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, our sovereign, how majestic and holy is your name. We praise you, God, our Father, for you have blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For you chose us from before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in your sight. And you made a way for that to happen 
through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your gift. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. Not just for what you have given us, but for who you are, Lord, because there is truly none like you. There is truly none as holy and perfect and as selfless and humble and generous as you. We praise you, Lord our God, and Lord, we pray that you would increase our desire to pray and to be in communion with you, and you would teach us how to pray, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>